This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. Another great show for you today. We have Jill from Clayton Season on yes. to talk to us about her journey and her connection with Clayton. And I'm excited to talk to her, man. What about you? I'm definitely excited to talk to her. I want to see like what she has to say, You know what we didn't see on the show. Right? I know she was on the date, uh, the roundtable with Caitlin Bristow. I want to talk about that. May ask about the urn that she brought on. You know, yeah, I want to unpack the architectural historian. I wanted to, you, I wanted to take a deep dive into that. As, as, a, as a doctor, you would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious. So, but you know, Mike, you know how we do, bro. We got to start off with our hot takes. So I'm going to throw it over to you to get us started. Yes, yes. So I was talking to uh, somebody today, and they brought up this really good question. Like I'm going to say it in a dude's perspective, right? Or like you and I's perspective. Okay, Brian. I'm going to ask you this question, right? <laughs> if Rachel's dad, if your father-in-law slaps, the, oh, slaps no. the F out of you, right? He's a judge. So he he knows the law. He can get out of any situation. He slaps the hell out of you. How do you react? Wow. <laughs> in, front, in front of Rachel. And like, it's not just the two of y'all. It's like... At, Christmas, it's at Thanksgiving. <laughs> like in front he of the whole family? In front of the whole family. Whether you deserved it or not, it don't matter. He just, let's Wait, say you well, deserved it. Hold on. You know how I always do context. Why the hell, what position <laughs> was I in to get slapped? Like, what did I do? You smacked Rachel's butt in front of her. I smacked her butt? <laughs> I don't uh, know. That's just okay to my mind first. You said I smacked her butt? Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, the judge can no, have you, you no, no, no. Here's a better bro. one. Here's I don't know. One. I don't, I don't no, no. know. I don't you, got, go you, got, you got a little too drunk, and like, you said something that was like off key, that was deserving. You're like, who the hell are you talking to? Oh, that's tough, man. That's tough because it's kind of <laughs> like you got to respect your elders. You, if I'm drunk, who knows? I probably deserved it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's yeah. like. <laughs> do, you, do you just like suck it up and just take it and just walk? Like I definitely have to leave the room. Like it would, it would either be I'd I do something, maybe I wouldn't, you know, put my hands on them. But like, <laughs> who was the? Let, let me ask you. Let me, like, I checked the shit out of you, but I wouldn't hit you. Shit out of you. <laughs> I don't know if you if. I don't know if that comes across the same. You're just shaking the shit out of a man. <laughs> a man that's older than you. Don't slap me. That's older than you. Yeah, don't you ever slap me again. <laughs> All right, let me ask it this way. If your mom slaps the hell out of Rachel, that is the question. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I'd have to jump in between them. I don't know. I, I think that Rachel wouldn't put up with that 
No, bitch sis would not. <laughs> Big sis would not put up with that. She'd let her let her have a piece of her mind. Um, so I would just be mortified. <laughs> that's that's how I would feel. I'd be mortified. Have to separate the two, and I don't know. We need some therapy after that. <laughs> no, you for sure. Therapy would need to be happening if it were me and I was and I was in that yeah, position. What's your What's your take on that? If it was my mom slaps the hell out of my girl, my wife, I'm picking my mom up immediately. Like and taking her to the back room, like as if she were my child. Like, who the hell and, you think you and are? And your mama? wife would be running after right behind you. No, no, because like my wife, there's never a position to where my if in front of me, where my wife could slap my mom back. Like that's just I don't care. If, I don't care how wrong no, my mom was. No. You just ain't gonna slap my mom. Yeah, no. But like, at the same time, mom, you ain't gonna think you are gonna just slap my girl and get away with it. I'm gonna yeah. we gonna have a talk. Definitely, I, so. we're gonna I have a talk. More, I think it'd be more than a talk, man. Like. Oh, that, that, sure. that's grounds for like, yo, you just slapped the shit out of the woman that I love <laughs> and I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Like, I have you like slapped your grandkids mom. Like, yeah, like, you know, that she'd be put in like a long ass timeout just to say that. Like, like, don't talk to me like until, you know, you have forgiven from the heavens to the earth. Like, I don't care. Like, you got to you got to make up for that. That's OK. OK. That's let's, unacceptable. Let's, so now, Brian. I think the immaturity in me would have to come out if my wife's dad, and it's even worse. We as a you know, bro, as a man, like it's even worse. It's like the unwritten rule: if a man slaps the other another man, that's almost worse than a punch. Yeah, Open it's not hand, even a, a punch. Yeah, exactly. it's like it's even more disrespectful. Like, bro, you slap me, like I'm, I'm, I'm throwing hands. Like, I'm sorry. Like, so I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna have to suffer the consequences because so I shouldn't do it. So you're knocking pops out, like straight it's up. A, it's gonna be a natural reaction, like like who do you think you are, bro? Like you just don't do that to me, homie. Now if my girl's white, my girl's mom slaps me, that's a different story because that's a woman. And like I am in my brain, it just don't happen. Like I just can't hit a woman back, right? But bro, if a man hit me, it's a natural reaction to defend myself. Like who you think you are, homie? Don't be hitting me. Don't let him be bigger than me, because then I might be scared. <laughs> so like, I'm definitely gonna hit him. Back. So Mike is not turning the other cheek. <laughs> he's he's swinging. Nah, I, he's I can't. Serving. But here, 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 here's the flip side. Now let's make it bigger. Let's make it overall. Not even just slapping, but like in relationships, Brian. Do you have your family back, or do you have your partners back? You know what? It's that's an interesting question because I was asked that in my hometown date <laughs> with Rachel's family. Rachel asked me. See, that's why know, I knew I liked if, Rachel. That's if you such had a to choose, intuitive question. If you had to choose mom or now wife, I said wife. She was like, okay, good answer. You know what I'm saying? So like, She's like, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's your life partner. My mom has her life with my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm moving forward with my wife. This is the person that's going to be by my side, my rock for the rest of time. So it's kind of like, that's, you naturally have to, you know, leave the nest and that's it. That's like, you're you with to. your wife now. You know what I'm saying? You so you have to. now I have a flip side question for your scenario. What happens after you punch your dad? Oh, like, how does that I, relationship continue? That's going to, I'm just, I'm saying that now, like, hopefully if, first off, my wife's dad, if you listen to homie, <laughs> please don't ever hit me. Cause like, just like, my upbringing, I'm, it's going to be a natural way. Like, who you, like, don't do that, bro. Like, I'm talking about like a, on the face, like I'm not talking about like a little, like you, you tripping, but I'm talking about like, you know, like a good one. Like a, he got, 
a good eight. He covered my whole face like a good slap, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, he got he the like, whole he face. He like took out the powder and everything. Yeah, bro. the powder, you know, <laughs> poured it on his hands, rubbed it around. Just, uh. So, now, father-in-law, if you're listening right now, whoever my father-in-law may be one day, I love you already. I know that I'm wrong. And I hope that what I'm saying today will never take place. I hope that you never put your hands on me, firstly. But, and I hope that I never put myself in a position to, you know, make you feel that type of way. It's going to take a lot of work. I'm going to have to apologize to the entire family and be genuine about it, too. I'm not going to do no Shanae apology. It's going to have to be real. Shade thrown purposely. Like, it's going to have to, it's going to have to be real, right? I, <laughs> I just hope to never be in a situation like that. Like, it's like, because like, first off, your girl going to think you're a bitch. <laughs> she's going to like, but it's like, okay, it's like, well, what she think a you're a bitch, be what she think you're a bitch, because again, it's her dad. Or, or deserving, depending, if you deserve it, like, if you deserve it, then you deserve it. Deserving, like, if I deserved it, if I deserved it, then that's different. I'm not going to, like, hit back. But if I feel that I didn't deserve that hit, oh, oh yeah, we throwing hands on me. I mean, she might even respect you for, you know, restraining yourself to the point if, where you don't slap him back, too. If he was a smaller individual and, like, you know, Obviously, my father-in-law will be older than I am. Like, if he looking like Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van Damme is, is, is nice for a 60-something. Not the Jean-Claude Van Damme reference. Bruh, I love that. Jean-Claude going to have to Bring get it hit. Back. He might be my ass because I still I know he know he's he knows some. And that's going to be even more embarrassing. That's a whole nother conversation. Imagine getting your ass like fully beat. It's like dad used to do MMA. <laughs> like, you Don't know never if you knew that. Like, John Jones? Imagine if he if he slaps you, you and then you have the audacity to slap John Jones back as when sudden, he becomes an older man. That's you, your ass. Like he loves to do, you he loves up. to hurt people. You wake up, I, you come to come to, to be. It's like you've been out of, Jesus, out of consciousness for the last 10 minutes. I will be intelligent. And if it's John Jones, my future father-in-law, which won't be because I think he's like two years older than me, uh, I have to be cognizant of no, hey, that man slapped me. I need to come at him in another way. You know, you gotta be intelligent, yeah. right? I don't, I'm, he's one of the greatest fighters of all time. I can't be stupid like that. I feel you, Mike. Violence is not the answer, but <laughs> I agree that sometimes, I don't know. It might just be a reaction. It, it depends on the situation. I'm going I'm to I'm pull your answer. Like, uh, context is king. Context I got to know the context. Context is everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, what man. You got so, for us? Uh, so, I'm going to relate this back to the show. Um, you know, we saw on the latest episode, there was a little tiff uh, between, actually, it goes back to the roast, right? Sarah okay. was saying some things about Mara, Mara. Sarah Mara. was saying some things about Mara, you know, mm -hmm. calling her old or a cougar mm -hmm. and, you know, basically saying she was that 70 year old woman that came with that other girl. Which so, she's younger than I am. So that made me feel sometimes like, hold up. Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can we? I mean, what's it? I feel like only in the bachelor world are like early 30 only. year old women called cougars. Like, only. When did this happen? <laughs> First off, I want to say to me personally, that's not even a dig because I find cougars attractive. So like, oh, yeah, for the women out there listening, like. My first crush ever, my second crush was Topanga. Topanga from Boy Meets World. My first crush ever Topanga. was Pam Greer. Pam Greer. Who was that? Shit, she was a cougar 25 fine, years fine, ago. Fine mama jamma, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, what's up? All right. So, I mean, obviously, I don't like, like I've always said it, I don't like when a person goes behind the person's back and talks to the, the bachelor about them or whatnot, but... You know, it's getting late in the game and Mara hasn't gotten a one on one yet. And Sarah just got a, a second one on one. Right. And I think she's just keeping it 100 with Clay and she's telling him her truth and whether he likes to hear it or not. And I just don't think that makes 
Mara, you know, desperate or a cougar of what, you know, people are calling them on the show. Um, and I just think she's she says who she says she is. Right. She's a confident woman who knows what she wants. She's truly ready for something. She's she's there for something serious. And at the end of the day, it is what it is. She has more life experience. She has she more experience in dating and love and breakups and heartbreak, whatever the case may be. And she doesn't believe that a 23 year old is fully ready, which she mentioned on the show. I don't think she's fully ready uh, for an eventual marriage. And honestly, I got to agree with that. Like I've like when I was in, in my early to mid thirties, like a 23 year old, like I wouldn't really take them seriously. You know what I'm well, saying? Like I would be looking for that age range, let's say a 28 to 33, where it's like they've gotten that, you know, whole stage out of, you know, a lot of, a lot of girls or a lot of women that are 23, a lot of women that are 23, you know, especially, especially coming from Miami, you know, they like to be on the scene, you know, they like to party, they like to have fun. They don't want to take anything serious. So, you know, you I that. would like to date somebody a little older. And I know that there's women out there that like to date older men and they have Similar reasons, right? The guy's more mature. He knows what he wants. He's more established physically, financially, emotionally, whatever the case may be. And I just think statistically speaking, the chances are higher that the per that the person who's a little older is going to be more ready and have more of the experience to be ready to eventually take the plunge and get married at the end of this. I love that we disagree. Disagree with me, bro. Let's disagree. So Firstly, I saw this thing the other day. It said that a man is most attractive to a, like from a woman at the age of 36, because like that's when he's his most established. Uh, he he is at his he's in his prime. He, he's in his prime at 36 years old. Like, first off, your body, homie, happy birthday to you, my brother. I love you. Appreciate it. Brian, you are stay out. If you take off your shirt, you're 22, not 42. <laughs> uh, so just uh, oh, to my brother right there. But I love you, bro. I I. I completely disagree. And this is why. I know on my Twitter, I said, if she under 25, I'm not taking her serious. But this, I think that Mari's um, words, if she wanted to say that, could have been towards someone else. More like someone who's never been in love. Someone who has a lot less experience when it comes to relationships, who is also someone else on the show, who I like the girl, but someone else on the show. Mara, I feel that she could have taken that statement to somebody else. But the reason I disagree is because Sarah, she's a wealth management advisor. That occupation in and of itself calls for a different type of personality trait. It's like if someone's a doctor at the age of 23, they still may be immature when it comes to emotions, but there's something about them that shows signs of maturity. And for that reason, I gotta disagree. She's well, a wealth listen. management advisor. She's not like so. So job what, title. So what no. they're doing as no, far as their no. job is that all it's, that matters? No, zero percent. That's not what I'm trying to say whatsoever. I'm trying to say that it's a part of the ingredients that I put inside the blender to see what your personality is like. Okay. If I'm if I'm 52 and I'm on Jackass, that says something about my personality. <laughs> if that's my occupation, I got my face tatted on my back. Steve-O, who I love, that's still a part of my personality, is it not? That's my you're occupation. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, I have to give, she deserves some, that, if I'm blending up the, my ingredients right now, at 23 years old, she's a wealth management advisor, which I was, that, 
That shit ain't easy. Uh, no, listen. Like I said, there are exceptions to every rule, right? Correct. She may Correct. be the most, you know, she may be mature beyond her years. We uh, interviewed Serena Pitt. Serena, Serena Pitt. Pitt. How how Stupid impressive was she, she, right? Like she, we walked away from that interview like, wow, she's got, got a really good head on her yes. shoulders. Like Joe's older, you know, maybe there's we call, other. We call Serena wifey material too. Yeah. I mean, you look at, you know, her and Joe, you look at Nick and his girlfriend, like, Maybe the chemistry is just amazing. They vibe emotionally, intellectually, whatever the case may be. They all get married, have kids, and ride off into the sunset. I'm not saying that can't happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm just speaking, yeah. like, from my experience. Like, me and Rachel joke all the time. Like, at, at, in, the, in her 20s, she was like, I wouldn't have even looked at you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was ha having fun, and, you know, I wanted to be on the scene and whatnot. It's like, we wouldn't have had that emotional maturity to be where we were when we actually met on the show. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I that's I, what I agree I'm that used for, to. I, I agree with that to a certain extent because I think about my the, the, my first love, she was 21, I was 24. Like I was, you could say I didn't have much at all experience. I had never been in love before, but I damn sure put everything out there on the table and I really wanted it. Was I perfect? No, but am I perfect today? No, and it's been, it's been 10 years, you know? Absolutely. So that's why I just got to, I, I see what she's saying, but I got to disagree with her. I think that Sarah is mature uh, for her age. Now, I want to say this, though, for Mara, I do wonder, because I do believe full heartedly her passion. She wants this 100%, but does she want it with Clayton? Well, that's, that's a great question. question. That's and I'll question. give you the opposite of that. Does Clayton want it with her? And the answer to that is no. Is no. <laughs> is yeah, no. Exactly. Is no. So he doesn't. So she can scream right. to the rooftops about, you know, how mature she is, how ready she is. You know, she can cook, exactly. she can clean. She's good in exactly. bed, she mentioned. But at the end of the day, First does dude hey, want to be with you? And I I personally don't. Like, trust me, Mara, you will find somebody out there who wants exactly what you want, and you guys are on the same page. It's just not Clayton. It's about it's, it's just exactly. It's not Clayton. <laughs> and and her saying she's good in bed. I mean, she might be good at some things that she does. I mean, you know, hand clap to the young lady, right? But when it comes to this being good at band, the sex aspect, it's about a, a, a connection. They just don't got it. So they can have sex and it still ain't going to be A1. But uh, yes, he said, I, I, yes. <laughs> well, we can talk about sex all day. We can talk about the situation all day. But I'm so excited for our guest today. And we got to get her on because, you know, my stomach is bubbling. Like liquid, not solid. TMI, TMI, Mike. TMI. <laughs> it's that Mexico so, water, bro. Be careful. I'm careful out here, man. But let's bring on the woman of the hour. I'm trying to find out so many things about her. I feel like on this season, there's so many women that we just don't know enough about. Possibly because of the Sinead drama, but uh, let's bring on Jill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So, Jill, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. We're happy to have you. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? I feel like we didn't get to know enough about you on the season. So I want to make this podcast all about you. Yes. Learn all about your journey and, you know, the woman behind the woman. The, <laughs> the, woman, woman, behind. Behind, the woman behind the woman. Is this a memoir, bro? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. A memoir going on. Uh, Jill, seriously, thank you for being on today, talking it out. We've talked about you many times but off the screen, but now we get to talk to you in person. So we mm-hmm. appreciate you. Uh, you know, last week, unfortunately, well, not even unfortunately. Let's say unfortunately for our homie Klanos, he yeah. sent you home. His mistake. I know. Uh, his he mistake. Did. Uh, so, like, looking back, is there anything that you would do differently, or how did you feel about your time on the show? Yeah. So, I left with no regrets. I left everything on the table. I did everything that I could to kind of make the best use of my time, which I didn't get a lot of. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I really left with no regrets. I didn't think that there was anything I could have done better. I stayed true to myself, which is something that I am very proud of. And yeah, I, I really left knowing I, I knew it was my time. I knew it was my time. Why do you was, say you knew it was your time? Like, what was that relationship like with Clayton? So I wasn't blessed with much time because there was a lot of drama in the house that you guys saw. I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, and so my, <laughs> I love the my, side relationship, talk. <laughs> my relationship <laughs> definitely took uh, took a bit of a backseat to that. And so I now I actually watching it back. I'm like, oh, my God, these women have like amazing connections with him already. And I did not realize how far behind I was. So watching it back. And even then I knew, I just knew I didn't have a strong enough connection. And I was hoping that eventually we would get there, but I just kept getting step back after step back. And I was like, well, it's not happening. Um, but yeah, it wasn't necessarily anything that Clayton did or that I didn't do. Hopefully. I don't know. I just think it was the timing wasn't right. And the, <laughs> the stars did not align for us. This wasn't stars in the cards not. for you. That's understandable. It wasn't in the cards. No. So, You've been getting a lot of love on social media yeah. lately, especially when it comes to the girls, when they got together to talk about Shanae, like mm-hmm. for how you reacted in the drama in the house. Like, I feel like you were oh God, providing a little bit of comedic relief at the same time. Like, yeah. how did you handle all that when everything was going down? Comedy. <laughs> it was just, honestly, <laughs> that's how I get through a lot of things in life. And it was the situation was just so ridiculous in general that I just couldn't help to be like, what is this? <laughs> so nothing really made made a lot of sense to me. Um, so I just tried to, to laugh about it. And but then it, it did actually quite get to me a lot. Um, but there was really nothing I could do. What am I going to do? I'll go up to Clayton. And I, I guess I could. But I didn't feel like I had that a strong enough connection to. And so I was just kind of like. I see everything. That's the thing. It's I like see, I, see, I see, I see everything that's going on, and I'm just like, I'm just gonna sit here and wait to to watch this play out. But yeah, I don't know. I um, I definitely approach things with a little bit of levity. That's for sure. What was the like? What would you say was the height of like just all the silliness and the drama? Like you being in there real time. 
Was it Shrimp um, Gate? It was the shrimp cocktail party. Okay. <laughs> it was the shrimp cocktail party. Um, we knew going into that, I was like, this thing is going to get canceled. There's absolutely no way. <laughs> and I, I had something really cute planned for Clayton and I, and I'm like, I'm wasting my damn time Wait, right please now. share. Please share. Oh, no, what she said, the way she said that, Brian. Yeah, I, I want to know like, Hold up, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I had something cute. So, like, I'm half Chinese, and cranes are, like, a big symbol in my life and in my culture. So I made, I handmade paper cranes and i was gonna have all these paper cranes and we were gonna make a wish and blah 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 canceled cocktail party canceled every time i had something cute to do canceled so that's the name of the game on a bachelor bachelorette that's the name of the game i know so i was just like it was so ridiculous so i was really frustrated uh at the shrimp cocktail party as i lovingly referred to it as um but yeah it was just i shrimp gate is so ridiculous like it's not it, it, it was too crazy to be real to me and so i was having trouble understanding why i was losing quality time with this man over shrimp he's over shrimp, over shrimp. <laughs> maybe he's like bubba bubba gump before his gump you know maybe this he just is not like bubba gums. this is not <laughs> bubba gums you do not have to eat that shrimp if you do not want to <laughs> it's oh, true it's true buddy. so we've asked everyone this question i'm gonna ask you this right quick mm-hmm. How is Shanae, really? Are we... Okay. Everything we we seen, was it wrong? Was it, like, worse behind the scenes? Like, was it not like, do, that bad? Do people have her figured yeah. out, or is she... No. Is there more to her that we don't know? See, that's... And that's the thing. That's I fine. I really don't know. So, in the house, when I was in the house, I was like, this girl's a little crazy, but she's not doing anything to me, so I'm just going to sit back here. <laughs> um, but... I would reach out to her many times. The amount of times I've reached out to that woman to be like, hey, I know you're feeling alienated in the house. And I never want you to feel that way. You can come to me. We can talk it out. Because I'm like, there's no way she's acting out out of just the what's in her own heart. There has to be something more. Hmm. So I was trying to figure that out. And so I would time and time again, hey, Shanae, I know you're really feeling. No, wouldn't want to talk about it. She'd be like, thank you. Wouldn't talk about it. So at that point, I kind of had to like, create a boundary for myself saying okay this is not a mutually exclusive relationship like you're not giving me what i need and you're not i'm not giving you what you need apparently so i kind of just had to like step back from that and you know let her be the the author of her own destiny um she was um <laughs> but she was an enigma because she would stay to herself a lot of the time and I didn't know, I was shocked along with America at the things that she was saying in her ITMs. Yeah. I was like, <clears throat> I was shocked. I was, um, shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. But yeah, so my, my feelings have changed. At first when I left, I was like, oh, she's just troubled. <laughs> you know, like she, she's just she's, troubled. She's, she's troubled. just troubled. <laughs> um, and, you know, we're all at different points in our lives. And there, but there were points where I was like, why am I raising a 29 year old woman right now? Like, why am I trying to, why am I like picking her up off the floor of the locker room? And why am I trying to like hold her hand? And it's not my job. I'm not the parent. I am not the mother. <laughs> like no, I'm here true. for a relationship. And I know she was there for a relationship, but she, she's an enigma. She is an, an enigma. Fair enough. Wow. Fair enough. Well, to not talk about anybody else, but to know more about you, Jill. Uh, okay. We know that you grew up in Rhode Island, which I'm from Texas, so I got to say that there's, I think, 200 Rhode Islands can fit in the size of Texas. But 
What yeah. was like your childhood? Like your random sad. You know, when you're from Texas, you just be saying some <laughs> shit like that, right? That's those Texans. Yeah. But you know, we know that you're half Chinese. You know that you mm-hmm. grew up in Rhode Island. What was your mm-hmm. childhood like? Yeah, I had the best childhood of all time. I Love think that. I grew up in a small town. Um, the people that. I went to elementary school with and like preschool with, they're still my homies to this wow. day. Like we wow. are thicker than thieves. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really lucky to have them. The, like they are like my family. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of my, my grandparents are very like salt of the earth kind of people. So I was picking worms, um, identifying okay. baby oh. pine trees. <laughs> I never <laughs> heard that term before, so I was confused for a second. Okay, I got you now. Yeah, yeah. so um so yeah, I was out there kind of, um, I, I had horses growing up too. Oh, so wow. it was definitely more of like a, a country lifestyle. Okay, um, nice. So yeah, I love the woods. I had a great childhood. My parents are happily together. And so I had a very good image of love. Um, and yeah, I, I have a very close nuclear family. I have an older sister um, and she's in med school. So she's out there killing it. Shout out to you. Shout out to her. Um, shout out to Meg. So yeah, I, I would say I had a very a very good upbringing for sure in a very like tight tight knit community so question um mm-hmm. there's been actually a theme with clayton and other uh women on the on the show about kind of like the competition with the siblings and is that something mm-hmm. that you connected with uh clayton on no no we you actually know? never really talked about siblings i really yeah i asked him because <laughs> i was feeling homesick i was like i'm feeling homesick he's like no <laughs> I was like, all right, well, let's, let's move good. on from that. <laughs> no, he's like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, cool. Um, he's like, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I'm like, if I were dating 30 women too, I would be right where I'm supposed to be. That's a great um, perspective. But yeah, no, I, there was definitely rivalry between my sister and I, but in different ways. Like she got the brains, I got everything else. God bless. Oh, oh. Um, shots, shots, shots fired. fired. So when she knows it and she knows that we said that if we worked to combine, we would be the perfect person. Because um, she, you know, she has the brains and I have some of like the, the street smarts, so to speak. Um, gotcha. Okay. Okay. But yeah, the so there wasn't smarts. really a rivalry. We fought. Oh, we fought lots. But um, no. Like yeah, physically, did it, did it get physical? Physically, oh, yes. Oh, wow. Which she would start different? it. Uh, she's two years older than me. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, like she she would start it and I would finish it. Let's just. Oh. Yeah. Oh okay, Brian. We learned about you. I'm gonna be the closer. She said, "I'm closing <laughs> this out." Yeah. I'm closing. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, that's funny. You said that. You asked uh, Clayton, "Is he missing home?" You're like, "Nah." He's like, "Nah, I'm good. He's I'm fine. good." Uh, <laughs> but we know that your dad, he's an immigrant, uh, comes from an immigrant family of eleven. It's yeah. Like, massive um, crazy has he passed down anything from his culture to you to your sister anything mm-hmm. of that nature what yeah. was that so there's a big emphasis on obviously family and then honor although it sounds very you know stereotypical you know you think like mulan like please bring honor to us all no first off really mulan like that. is one of my top 10 movies that joined them so hard the, the, the live action like version yeah Um, so there was definitely some, you know, influence from him to, you know, you're, you're a chin. And so you have to bring honor to the family. And that was kind of one of his concerns, uh, with me coming on the show was he wasn't sure that I was going to bring honor to the family. Mm. And I'm like, do you know me? Um, (laughs) so 
So I had to be careful about like what I did, what I said, because I was very much like upholding um, these values that have been instilled in me. Um, so yeah, and obviously respect, respect towards elders, respect towards others. Um, and then also definitely there was an emphasis on education for sure. So coming off the show, were they pleased with, you know, how everything turned out? Did they feel like you honored the family, you showed the respect? Yeah, my dad, I think he passively watches it. I don't think he like, I think he fully wants to know. Uh, my mom watches it and she's like, you came out unscathed. And I'm like, no, I was like, no, did I come out unscathed? <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I, I think they were happy with the way that that things went um ultimately like clean wasn't my guy and that was fine but i didn't do anything too crazy i just scream about shrimp but <laughs> that was to be expected um but no i think they were really proud of the way i upheld myself in that that's situation good. that's, that's awesome. good i have to ask as uh mm -hmm. if you would have brought clayton home mm -hmm. how would that have been do you feel like that would have been a, a, a mesh a pairing or mm -hmm. like how would that have gone oh god i think it would be well, my dad loves football, so I feel like they would <laughs> okay. they would like to bond over football. Um, but no, I, I think that my family is very like my dad's very Americanized. And so um, he's also very used to when, you know, when he was dating my mom, my, my dad is Chinese and my mom is white. And so when he was dating my mom, um, you know, the first thing that my grandfather on my mother's side did when he came home with her was he slammed the door in his face um oh, so wow. yeah so he's been that goes through to a kind of, oh okay <laughs> so um so yeah so that's been something that he's very cognizant of and so he he just really focuses on like my happiness and i don't think i th i mean i think my mom would be actually happier if i brought home an asian man um oh, but wow, okay. yeah but my dad is very much just like whatever makes you happy um so yeah i think i think it it could have been a vibe. I don't know. We never, uh, we never got that far. Has there been a time where you brought a guy home in the past that where it just didn't go out that good? Not really. They always pretend, you know, they always pretend to like them. And then afterwards, once they're gone, they're like, like we, we knew it. Them. We knew right. it. I'm like, why didn't you wait to tell me that? Never liked I mean, that guy anyway. I think that, no, I like that though, because like, it's not a parent's position to, you know, tell yeah, you they, what to do right he didn't I mean, they yeah. didn't influence you respect. to like yeah, they didn't influence you that's respectful they let I it happen on its own yeah yes yeah i need to learn my own lessons that's for sure and i have gravely <laughs> so rhode island did you yeah. have you ever wanted to leave rhode island is there you know greener pastures somewhere else maybe for you like what's what's that <sighs> yeah like look like it's like a like a cult like once you're really? like jared jared loves rhode island yes he does jared nashley yeah. Uh, yes. they, yeah. Yeah. Um, they love Rhode Island. I love Rhode Island. Um, but yeah, of course I've wanted to go elsewhere. I, I studied abroad in England for a oh, semester. And so that was, oh, nice. yeah, that was the first time I left the country was when I like packed my bags for six months. Um, so I've definitely, uh, you know, done my traveling over there and I've now I've seen, you know, different parts of the U S and I'm definitely a new England girl through and through. I think I would be open to New York or like a bigger city for right now, but I do love the woods and I love like the ocean. And I just can't imagine being away from any of those things for like too long, you know, like Rhode Islanders, if we drive like 20 minutes, it's too far. So I want to be close to all of those creature comforts for sure. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. 
all the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And what, I mean, like, how else would you describe, like, what is it about, what, what's with the mystique of Rhode Island? Like, why do you love it so much? Um, partially because it's like, it's everything, it's the center of my universe, you know, like, where uh, our friend, like, all my friends, my family, like, my heart is here. And so I would definitely be willing to move elsewhere for sure. Um, it's so easy to kind of, like, stay in touch now, but... I think just like the ocean and the architecture and just like all of those things, I think it really kind of brings me back. Uh, I think when you said it's the center of my universe, that mm -hmm. was that was it. It's all that matters. Yeah, Brian, she's 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 a Rhode Island girl. She's a, she's a New England. I am a Rhode Islander, but no, I I do I do like need to move. My therapist is like, you've got to get out of there. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> is your therapist not in Rhode Island? Uh, no, he he is, but um, but we we Facetime now because okay, yeah, fair, because fair, COVID, fair. So he, I can see him anywhere. Thank God. You said thank God. <laughs> thank God. He's on. Are you up. a fan of the movie Me Myself and Irene? No, never seen it. What? I know. I'm sorry. Is it based out of Rhode Island? It's based out of Rhode Island. Jim Carrey. Okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. You'll love that. Oh, You'll love it. that. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll watch it. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, I mean, this was the question that I was telling Mike that we had to get to because I'm super curious about this. You are a architectural historian. So for, yeah. for those people out there that aren't familiar with that, can you just describe what that job entails? Brian was so excited. Yes. <laughs> I know. See, everyone's like, it just sounds everyone interesting. Yeah. Everyone thinks it's like a fake job. Everyone's like, she's just a tour guide. I'm like, well, oh. I was at one point. But yeah. Which is nothing wrong being a tour guide. It's fun. Um, there you go. But no, I, so I'm an architectural historian. I am in a field, like a subset called cultural resource management. Um, so that deals with heritage assets and uh, managing cultural resources. Um, so that could be anything from historic landscapes to buildings, um, stone walls, monuments, cemeteries. Um, I work in an archaeology lab, so they deal with the below ground stuff, and then I assist with the above ground stuff. Were you in England? Did you see uh, Stonehenge? I did. Okay, there you go. Underwhelming. It's, it really <laughs> is. I can, I can see it. Uh, you said it, not me. You said it, not me. I went <laughs> there and I'm like, like, yeah, what, how was your reaction? How was your reaction? I mean, it was cool. I was like, this is a bunch of rats. Yeah, it's yeah, like, you know, you got okay. a for the gram. Yeah. You're good. I, right. <laughs> I took a picture, you know. I didn't even but... take a picture for the gram. Really? Was that, why, I was like, why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you, Mike? I, know. Bruh. I just had to like prove that I was here. <laughs> that is true. Um, <laughs> proof, is, proof is good. Proof is good. No, but like, I, I did enjoy like the, the museum piece of it because, like, you know, when you're there, you, you, you don't know what you're looking at. But, you know, kind of like seeing the you know, going through the museum part of it kind of helped for sure, the interpretive aspect. Um, so with, with that, and one, I think you would like D.C., just based on what you said. Oh, I love D.C. My okay, sister like, lives there. See, nice. a part of your universe lives in D.C. <laughs> I, know, Brian, I don't know why we're trying to get her to move out of Rhode Island. Like, <laughs> why we, why we so what what stake do you guys have in it? <laughs> we're just wrong for that. But what made you want to become an architectural historian? Yeah. 
So at first, when I went to college, I wanted to be a museum curator. I was obsessed with museums. I went on a Girl Scout trip to a natural history museum. And I was like, I want to work here. Um, so those Girl Scout trips are enriching and they do work, folks. Um, but plug. yeah, it was a plug for the Girl Scouts. What is it, this? Um, Scouts honor. Scouts honor. So yeah, so I wanted to be uh, a museum curator. And then I went into college thinking I was going to do that. Um, but then I started to take more courses on architecture and archaeology. And I kind of, you know, it kind of drew me towards towards uh, being an architectural historian, for sure. Um, I went to school in Newport, Rhode Island. Mike, have you been there? I have, actually. My stepmom's from Newport. Nice. No way. Yeah. Didn't you also, didn't you have to play rugby there for, for Hannah Brown season? Oh, we did. We did. We did. Oh, damn. Yeah. Bring me back. <laughs> yeah, more happens. Yeah, so um, I went to college there, and so being surrounded by all the architecture, and then for um, for like internships and things like that, I was working in the mansions, um, and I was giving tours in in those big mansions. Um, so yeah, huge. all my education, huge. Yeah, nice. the summer cottages, as I call them. Um, so yeah, so I was really kind of drawn to that that aspect, and also like. Archaeology is cool. I did go to field school. So I wow. did a dig in South Carolina after wow. my freshman year. And that was really cool. But I realized I'm not a shovel bum. And I would rather not have to deal with like snakes and bugs and like digging a hole in the woods every time I wanted to go to the bathroom. Wait, can, um, can you describe that? So wait, like who was digging with you? Like how did that how does that work? Yeah, so there was so it was field school field school is like what you do when you want to be an archaeologist okay. um so it was only for a month and we went down to charleston south carolina which was so fun and i was digging with other students and then gotcha. we, our professor was there as well and so we were just kind of learning how to do archaeology damn so it sounds like a workout it was <laughs> oh my god it was so hot the bugs but it was fun Nice. So see now you got me thinking about my time in the military when we have to you know dig holes for other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. No, what were you going to say, Brian? That's what I was going to no, say. No, I was going to ask her. So you were underwhelmed by Stonehenge. What was the most spectacular historical building that you've ever or structure that you've ever been to or museum? I really want to know. Yeah, obviously the Louvre in okay. Paris. It literally you, brought me to tears. Really? Wow. Have you seen yeah. it all? No. Oh, God, no. I haven't seen it It's like freaking huge. It's massive. Yeah, I can only do like one hallway. It was like yeah. insane. But yeah, that took my breath away. I, I literally was brought to tears. And it's I, that's actually not very hard to bring me to tears. Um, <laughs> but that, the Coliseum was also like, <gasps> like very shocking as well. Um, so those are definitely like the, the heavy hitters for me. Paris is the most beautiful place I've ever been. And I would go back a trillion times. I am obsessed. Paris is beautiful. I only went when I was, uh, I went by myself, never again. Such a romantic city. I know. Yeah, I went there for, I had like a whirlwind 24 hours because they had to fix my visa when I was in England. So I went there for 24 hours. I met up with the former flame, as you do. And um, oh. <laughs> as oh. you do in Paris. You made, you made the most of it. You made oh, the most I of it. <laughs> I made the most of it. Yeah. We met at it. One yeah, in Paris. So, one in yeah, Paris. Exactly. <laughs> You uh, definitely have to see the my personal favorite museum I've ever been to. One that literally, and it's extremely hard to make me cry, but I shed a tear was the Anne Frank Museum. <gasps> in, in oh Holland. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
definitely want to go. You got to go. Must yeah. go. Must go. Check For it sure. Out. What about you, Brian? <sighs> you know what? I can't even think of it, but it's de- it's like castles in Portugal and Spain. When I went with, mm. I mean, just we we had the best tour guide and they just took us all around. And it was like a story from start to finish. Just mm-hmm. all the amazing history of the castle and the queen and the king that lived there. It was it was absolutely amazing. Um, but I want to ask you, Jill, like, mm-hmm. so you've mentioned the places that you have been to. What is the one place that you're looking forward to going to? <gasps> I want to go to Egypt. Yes. Egypt. I got to go to yes. Egypt. Yeah. Take me with you. <laughs> I was obsessed. <laughs> I had before I knew like what, like how King Tut like looked and everything. And I, I had like, he was my historical crush. Oh, so yeah, I know I always ask me what the historical crushes are but no I was like I was obsessed with Egyptology and still am I loved every like documentary I play it's got to be about ancient Egypt um so yeah that's definitely one of the places I want to go and I also really want to go to Jordan um because yes. I want to see Petra oh yes. my god yeah yo if this is like left field but if you and Clayton did <laughs> end up together right let's say that Let's just play with this, right? If he did, you mm-hmm. know, one knee, and then y'all did like a JoJo and Jordan Fletcher, um, y'all waited to like another few years to get married. <laughs> mm-hmm. If he like proposed to you mm-hmm. in Egypt, that would be so fly, like right, that like would be inside so the pyramids, like bruh. <laughs> so whatever dude is listening to this, that's like head yeah. over heels for you, homie. Take that's notes. the way you got to do it. That's the way you got to do it. 100%, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah. And then we got to get married at Versailles. Oh. That's like. She, I see, wants, look, she wants to do it big. Yeah, she wants to do it big. Simple. Only Jay-Z and Beyonce, I know, are the only people that ever, like, have it off to themselves. So speaking, of, speaking of that, just a random question. Like, mm-hmm. would you want some flamboyant engagement? Like, somebody to do something like that? Or you want something quiet in front of the family? Oh. Like, <laughs> no. She's some not people, in front of the family. Some people like that. Some people like oh, that. Not no, I, I hate that. But... I hate that. Oh, no. Um, no, definitely not in front of the family. I I do like to be wined and dined. Um I, <laughs> New slash gentlemen. She got expensive taste, bruh. <laughs> I know. No, but like um I but I'm happy in the middle of the woods, just just us two. Um, or I'm happy uh in front of the pyramids. So Okay. But definitely not from like family friends because then I have to like kiss in front of them. And I just like want that moment for myself and like for strangers if they want to look, but not like family friends just yet. Gotcha. That's fair. Yeah. So have you ever been anywhere that was haunted? Ooh. <laughs> so um <laughs> so you must know you must know this because I feel like that was a pointy question. Um so my dad is a ghost hunter. I Wait, did not know that. What? I did not know that okay, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So intrigued. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, the plot thickens. Okay, so um, so my uncle was on the show Ghost Hunters International on wow. Sci-Fi. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the the team for Ghost Hunters is based in Rhode Island, and so my dad got involved with it, and so yeah, he on, on the side for his like little hobby, he likes to ghost hunt. Um, what, so, what does yeah. mom's think like, about Yeah, I know. Like, I need what to know a... more about this. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Mom is happy to have him out for the night. Um, <laughs> go but, hunt your yeah. ghosts. Go hunt your ghosts. Right. Go ahead, baby. Um, do your thing. I'm, I'm drinking right, wine with the like, girls. <laughs> the least egregious thing you can do, like, just go hunt ghosts, honey. So, um, yeah. So That's it's, it's so, I've Jill, definitely. I, have you gone go with them? No. Oh my god. 
No, I hate scary movies. I hate anything like that. I am very spiritual, and I do believe that there is something else going on. Um, I think I've experienced things, but I'm not quite sure. My dad is always very quick to be like, yeah, no, that was definitely it. Um, so, yeah, he thinks that, I guess, in my family, there's this thing called, um, in Chinese, it's called cat eyes. And so you can kind of see through, like, the other side perhaps and so I had an experience before I left for the show that I thought was you know maybe that something like paranormal so I told my dad he was like this is like something that's been in our family blah blah and I was like I'm about to leave for the show I can't think about this at all like I can't process this like I don't think like people are gonna think I'm a witch which they already do (laughs) so I can't I just can't (laughs) wait so so wait so what was that what would what did you see or what did you experience Come on, so we got I we got too juicy. We have to know. This is interesting. So my, I was at my friend's house, and I've been there like a trillion times. But it's in the middle of the woods, and so I was walking out, and it was like midnight. And I was walking out to my car, which was like on on a hill in the middle of nowhere. But I felt really comfortable because we we'd grown up there. It's fine. Um, so I start walking out, and I see something like a big figure, like larger than life. Like, and I'm like, something is over there, like near my car. And then I hear like footsteps and it starts running towards me. And I'm like, <sighs> so I scream and then I run back inside. I'm like, there's something out there. Something. All my friends are like, what is going on? So like, I made all the boys come out with me. And, <laughs> um, and then we checked. This is the crazy part though. So there was a ring camera and I was like, check the ring, check the ring. All of the other, um, all the other videos were able to play fine that one corrupted oh hell no yeah so i'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so wait so your friends they're like what are you talking about you're crazy yeah. right now and you were the only mm-hmm. one that saw this yes i was the only one that saw it but i was driving home i was scared as hell i was so scared i called my friend who had left earlier i was like you'll never believe this oh she's like wait before you say anything when i left our friend's house i felt weird and i was like stop that's weird <laughs> there's something going on i don't know so wait you get home you tell your dad and your dad's like yeah i believe you yeah like, yeah he's like for sure yeah that was yeah he believed me 100 percent. Wow. i feel very validated Yo, dad, dad's like yeah it's, it's, what, it's what it is but it's mm-hmm. true it's true yeah he's like just be cognizant of it he's like it's something to be scared of and i was like okay i don't want to go like- off i, I don't want to go off on a tangent but because my wife always says i she believes in ghosts she believes in spirits but she doesn't believe in aliens a ghost hunter a ghost hunter does your dad believe in aliens i don't know i've never what I mean, never watches, asked them that no he watches like ancient aliens which i don't really like by the way um because it falsifies good. history it falsifies history um but i think there are aliens what of course yeah, that's there's a good aliens. question brian like can you believe in one without the other i i, I want to say you can't I want to say you can. Can you? I don't know. I, I, I think so. But Jill, this is about you. We want to know all about you. And <laughs> for like, one, let's not, let's not go there. <laughs> yeah, for one, we're gonna to have to get like on a on an offline. I want to talk to your dad about, bro. Tell me all your stories. Yeah, but, uh, oh, yes, stories. On my personal favorite date from this season uh, mm-hmm. with Clayton, I was Clayton. During the vulnerability date, yeah. uh, you stood up when Caitlin had mentioned, you know, if you've ever wanted to change something about yourself, uh, yeah. about your physical appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just had a post recently on IG that touched me uh, for a multitude mm-hmm. of reasons, um, you know, regarding your date and regarding your your uh, your friend Steve. Mm-hmm. Can you 
dive deeper into that for those that didn't hear or for those that did uh, see the post? Yeah. Um, so during the vulnerability date, um, yeah, Caitlin had asked the question, if you have ever wanted to change something about your physical appearance, please stand up. And so I'm pretty sure all of us stood up because that's kind of natural. You, you know, we, we are our own biggest critics. Um, so I stood and I got really emotional um, because I have felt immense guilt for wanting to change things about my physical appearance in particularly in regards to aging. So I mentioned like lines that I had wanted to fill or I have a bunch of gray hairs, which I now love, um, but kind of just like being not kind to my body for simply existing and just kind of going through the natural aging process. And um, Steve, my friend, my dear friend who I made in college, um, he had passed in 2016 um, from oh, yeah. cancer. And so that kind of, and he was 20 at the time. And so that kind of really shaped how I feel about, about aging and how, um, how much I value life and how much I value health. Um, because I'm sure that anybody who has lost a loved one would want them to be around regardless of what they look like or regardless of, you know, anything like that. So, um, so yeah, and that was something that had been on my heart for a long time. Um, when I studied abroad, um, so I landed in England and that night I got a text that he had passed. Um, so I wasn't able to grieve with any of my friends or family. I was in a foreign country. I knew nobody. Um, and so I don't think I ever properly was able to grieve that loss. Um, it was kind of like his mom shared a really beautiful poem and it, it described death as kind of just like slipping into the next room. Um, and that's how I really felt. I, to this day, it's kind of like, I feel like he's just slipped into the next room and, and I haven't seen him in a long time, but I feel like he's still there. And so I've been grappling with this, like dealing with grief um, and then dealing with aging. And he, he was in my major as well. And I was ended up being the only one to graduate with my major in my year. Um, so we had all the same classes together. And I know that what I'm living now is what is the life that he would have loved to live. Um, his dream was to be an architectural historian. Wow. So I feel like I carry that with me. Um, and yeah, so that was really, that was really hard for me to share. Um, I didn't share the story of Steve with the other girls just because I didn't want it to be about, that's not what really it was about. You know, I didn't want the date to be centered around that, but um, it was something that I was dealing with. And obviously when you're trying to find love or when you're going through this like major change in life, you want to be surrounded by the people that you love. And so I was feeling that loss throughout this whole process. Um, and so after I was able to, after the show, I went to Philly and I went to his favorite museum with his parents. And so we just had like a really nice celebration. Um, and so, yeah, they, they have been a pillar of strength throughout this for me um, in my grieving process. And so I want to shout them out because they are the most amazing people and they support me and my career because they know that that Steve lives on through whatever I do in my career and in my life. So, yeah. Love it. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank uh, you. I have a question for you in regards to grief. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm big now, especially, especially I really don't care if I, out of a million people, I don't care if I don't touch 
999,000, but I just care about, you know, the one person that needs it to hear it. Yeah. And so for someone dealing with grief right now, Jill, what would you say to that individual? Oh, I would say that I truly believe that the soul lives on. Um, and I, I feel like our memories and are, are concrete and just because they're not there doesn't mean that they cannot in, continue to enrich our lives. Um, I feel like at every point in my life, I, you know, can touch upon grief and, and I can feel um, new emotions and I can use that to kind of help me in, in the larger picture, you know? And so I feel like it, during this process and especially during that group date, I was very much like aging is a privilege. Um, not everyone gets the opportunity to age. And so that was really big for me to kind of, um, you know, just to kind of go through. And I don't know, I, I think that grief comes in waves and, and you should be kind to yourself in dealing with that because it's not, it's, you know, it's not the same process for everybody, but honor your feelings, let yourself have hard days. Um, and then just know that their spirit does live on with you. Love that. Love that. I want to transition now. I mean, thank you for sharing that. It's beautiful. Um, but going further on in the show, you participated on the football date, right? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and you were, unfortunately, were on the losing team. Um, I mean, you know, they had Marlena and, you know, Sierra. Yeah, so it, 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 I know it was a tough game. Had you ever, you said your dad loved football. Had you ever even participated playing football at all? No. Oh, God, no. No, I was, um, <laughs> no, I was a cheerleader. Okay. So I was on the sidelines, but my, um, my football knowledge starts and ends at first and 10, dude, again. That's just about first it. Like, 10. I don't really. I've never heard that in with. my life, but it makes sense. So <laughs> Super Bowl, you weren't into it? Oh, no, I watched it. I was okay. cheering for both teams. <laughs> and the commercials. Um, go commercials. Right. No, I was, it was it's interesting. Now I'm kind of getting more into it. Um, but because I want to be part of the pop culture. I want to get the jokes. Um, there you go. But, yeah, no, I honestly had so much fun on that date. I, even though I lost, I was like, contact sports, like, let's go. It was so yes, fun. Like, right. I got, like, I got rocked a couple times, like, hard. <laughs> like teddy i was like teddy out of all people because like when i'm watching it back like when you're in there like you got the helmet on you don't really know what's going on teddy was the one to take me down like so many times and mara by the head yeah um, they both were messing around both of them teddy and yeah marlena oh my god i was so scared um but yeah no i honestly had a good time i told Clayton after i had a really good time um even though i lost but you take just like marlena says when you take an l you take it with pride well, somebody didn't take it with pride because they ended up showing up on the group date. Did you have any idea that she had gone to the group date? No, I was. So I went home and I cried, obviously, about not getting time. Classic. Um, and so but then I went to sleep because I was like, I have an early night tonight. Um, so I went to sleep and um, Sierra was my roommate in Houston. And so I wake up oh, just rested and feeling peaceful. And I said, I looked over her. I said, how is the, how is the cocktail party? And she rolls over. She goes, bitch. <laughs> and I, was I was about like, to say girl. And I was like, yeah, that sounds yeah. more like shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm about to get the tea. 
So when she told me that she went to the cocktail party, I was shocked. I was obviously shocked because I'm like, I could, who did you hitch a ride with to go to the cocktail party? Like, what the hell? Like, ridiculous. So, um, and then she said that she had deserved to be a, there, that she threw the trophy. And I'm shocked. And so everyone's like just starting to wake up. So news is kind of trickling. And so I run over to Rachel's room and she's sleeping. I go, Rachel, I like wake her up out of a dead slumber. She's like, what? And I was like, Shanae showed up to the cocktail party. And it was just like the craziest thing. I had no idea. It was crazy. So she didn't talk to none of y'all about it. It was just like her little secret. She kept it to herself. No. When we were, we were all sitting around, you know, in our football uniforms, feeling sad for ourselves. And we were crying because we really wanted time. And, you know, just like reminiscing on how amazing it would have been to get time. And then she just like silently rises and then, <laughs> and exits and we're just like, oh, she's being emotional. I'm like, fine, whatever. I'm not going to go after her. Fine. Um, so, she was and, that's, and, that, and, and, and then that's the last that we saw of her that night. And I didn't think anything wow. of it. What, what, talking about Shanae, how do you feel watching your back? Like, not from the perspective of being an, another contestant, but from the perspective of like, she, I think that Shanae wanted all the attention, which she definitely yeah. got. Yeah. I don't think she was there for love. Yeah. Um, like from that angle, how was it to you watching her back? Watching it back is worse than I could have oh. ever imagined, actually. Because you guys didn't know, right? Like what she was saying no. behind the scenes. No, not at all. I was shocked. Um, now I'm so I'm so sick of hearing about it. I'm so sick of talking about it. But like, um, I know I'm preaching the choir. Um, <laughs> she just keeps rearing her ugly head. Um, <laughs> but no, like I in the house, I was very much like she keeps herself, and then she was me 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 behind the scenes. She was talking her shit, and I was, was. and and that's disingenuous to me, obviously, because I'm coming to you as a, as a person, as a grown woman. You're, she's older than me. She should know better. Sorry. Um, but I'm coming to you as a grown woman and I'm trying to have a conversation with you and try to figure out how we can make this work for you. Because from my perspective, she was very much being like, I don't have any friends and everyone's, everyone in the house is two-faced. Okay, well, I'm coming to you. And, that, and that's very ironic. And that's very ironic that she says two-faced. Wait, Brian, did you hear the accent come out right there? I did. Uh, yeah, like accent, a little Rhode Island. Yeah, that was Rhode Island accent. <laughs> it came out right there. I know. Actually, it gets, it gets worse every episode. I'm glad it, it ended when it did because I was getting some heat. <laughs> you're going um, to go full, full-blown full Rhode Island towards the end. I know. It's going to be, oh, be bad. Um, but yeah, so I was shocked um, at what I was hearing. Um, and so my views have definitely changed since watching the show. Fair, 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 fair. Well... Let's talk about you some more. Okay. Tell me about this this limo entrance. Oh. The urn. <laughs> the limo entrance from yes. around the world. Yeah. Yes. Um, I thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to make an impression, obviously, and you I did that. I I did I did do that. Um, and so I think I obviously have more of a bit of a darker humor, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, so I definitely was like, okay, um, what can I do to make me stand out? And that idea was presented to me and I said, okay. Um, and obviously it's like crazy. Like it's it was so unhinged, but, um, I had a good punchline. I was going to say they didn't, they didn't air the punchline. 
What was the punchline? Okay, you got you to finish it for us. Right. So I said, um, you know, I said, these are the ashes of my exes. I brought them along just in case you make the same mistakes that they did. And then I, like, looked at him, like, all angry. And um, mortified. And he was, like, <laughs> shocked. And then I said, no, I'm just kidding. I've just been dying to meet you. And I hope to talk to you mm. more inside so I can earn your rose. Oh, so yeah okay. boom, boom, love that right so like that's kind of funny like whatever Ernest and, joke. right and so <laughs> and so the whole the whole point was like there i was actually kidding and there's nothing in the urn but everyone's like how are the families okay with like you bringing their son's ashes and i'm like oh god like, like they really went that far and i was like oh it, it was not that serious there was nothing in the urn um but i honestly because i didn't get any time with him night one so i do think that that saved my ass did any ex-boyfriends reach out? We're like, no. What was that? What was that about? <laughs> no, I I warned one of them, and he just said he was just like, yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Oh, 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 you said you warned one of the exes. Yeah. Why? I was like, you're not in there, and you know it. <laughs> um, no, but like, why? Why? Or does he just? Like, do you and your ex, does that ex and you still talk? Was yeah, the most recent like, ex, actually, maybe? Right, okay. it was the most recent ex, and he, he's actually part of my friend group. My friend group is very incestual. Um, and so, so I still see him, like, all the time. Welcome to Bachelor Nation. I know. Oh, my <laughs> God. Welcome to Rhode Island. <laughs> right, welcome to Rhode Island. So, um, so, yeah, I just, like, gave him a heads up. He was, like, fine with it. We're still friends. It's fine. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. I get that. So, you know, we know that you are... Um, Someone that feels your emotions, right? <laughs> someone that's very into to your emotions. Yeah. Who was the hardest to say goodbye to and why? <gasps> I think you guys know. I think you saw. Um, it was Rachel, obviously. Um, Rachel and I grew so close. Like after the first night, the first night we were in the house, it was like instant connection. I was like, maybe I did find love. Um, no, because I love Rachel and I love each other so much. Um, but no, she was definitely the hardest to say goodbye to. Um, also, like Hunter, Lindsay, W, who is who left with me. Um, those those are my girls, and so so hard to say goodbye to them because it feels like at the yes. end of the like after you leave, you really talk about people like they're gone for real. They're like, man, I remember like the good times when so and so was here. Like we act like they like died, but no. I'm like, like, girl, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Right, a couple weeks. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just a couple weeks. But yeah, so that was that was really hard to leave my... Oh, y'all can be on Paradise together. We'll see how y'all. <laughs> I don't know. Spe I, is, that, is that a yes that you would go? Uh, I heard it's worse. I heard Paradise is worse. My only one way, there's only one I mean, way to find out. Yeah, there's only one way to find out, like Brian said. It's 50-50. I'm ready to be hurt again. No. Uh, <laughs> I I just know I'm going to go there and cry and scream at crabs and like, that's fine. Um, well, I mean, baby, you got to have a positive attitude because you might just need to love your life. Then. Right, seriously. exactly. And so I'm definitely open to it. This has taught me so much. And so I'm open to I'm open to learning new things about okay. myself. So I'm open to love. Brian, please ask the question. Ask the uh, question. Well, obviously, Clayton isn't in your future, but right. is there anybody that you would like to see on the beach <laughs> just to, you know, just to get to know a little bit better? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, I ain't telling you guys. Oh, <laughs> come on now. Come on. You better let us know something. Give us their initials or something. No, um, there's definitely guys that <laughs> I like there's definitely guys that I am definitely that I'm interested in. All the guys in Bachelor Nation are so cute, so amazing. Um, but I got I got to keep my cards a little closer to my chest. We don't know what the future may hold, right? We don't. Um, 
what was so that we can get to know you and so that our, our listeners, possibly somebody might be on a beach. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the longest relationship that you've been in and like how did it shape you into the woman you are today? Yeah. Um, so I have been a serial monogamous. Um, I have been in relationships like from high school back to back to back to back. This is the longest I've been single. Um, and this is only, it's only been a year. It's literally been a year, like oh. this week since I've been single. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'm really glad that I kind of like took this time to define myself, as they say. Um, <laughs> but no, um, I, the, I'm big on like a soulmate, you know, I do believe in soulmates. I know some people say they don't believe in soulmates. I really do. And so I feel like I'm looking for like a really like, not necessarily passionate, but just like someone who I know is going to be like a partner in life, uh, like through all stages of life. And so, yeah, I feel like my, my, my previous relationships, I have either just been like, I don't, think that you're the one like I don't picture our future together um and not necessarily something that they did wrong or whatever um but no there have been a, a lot of relationships that have shaped me and um the good the bad the ugly but I feel like I'm at the point in my life now where I'm definitely looking for something serious you know I think that's healthy for people to say uh either party within the relationship. Hey, I think that you're a great human being. I just don't feel like yeah. our, we're compatible. I think that's truly healthy instead of staying into a relationship too long. Mm -hmm. And then the possibility of traumatic things taking place. Yeah. I think that's healthy. Yeah. And I've done that. Jill, too. Jill. So tell me this, like what you being a woman, like what yes. happens? Like what point do you get to where it's like, okay, like I'm ready to settle down. I want something serious. Like, mm -hmm. is it an age thing? Is it like some, like just through your experience and every relationship that you have that you get to that point? Like, can you talk about that? Cause we were actually talking about that in our hot take, mm -hmm. you know, with the whole Mara oh, and okay. Sarah, yes. you know, mm -hmm. she's basically saying, you know, Sarah's not ready and whatnot. So Mike and I had a little disagreement. Okay. Um, you know, so I want to hear from a woman's perspective, like what they think about that situation. Okay. So, and I'm smack dab right in between, like, of Mara and Sarah. I'm, you know, Sarah's like 23, I'm 26, and Mara's like 30. So, um, I think if I were to, when I was 23, I was not ready. I don't even know who that girl was. She was somebody else, she was on a different <laughs> planet. Um, but I think it's different. I think it's different for everybody at whatever stage in life that you're at. Um, I think people find maybe so lucky to find someone really young, um, and be able to grow with them. I think it's honestly about finding the right person and being able to grow within that relationship. Um, because I've definitely felt stuck in relationships and felt like I, I can't grow. So it depends if you have the right partner, you know, I don't want to say yes. that people can't be ready when they're 23 and I don't think that um because I think that is definitely the case for some people um but for me personally I was not, I was not ready and Same. I got some uncles Same. that are in their 60s <laughs> they ain't still ain't ready <laughs> boy yeah. I'm like uh like bruh what yeah. are you doing it's like I'm gonna play the field till I die <laughs> my uncles bruh, my uncles have used me to pull women for them I'm like, dude, you 63 years old homie. oh my like, god what are you doing what about Taj Juan? I heard that she likes uncles Oh, oh. <laughs> I love that. I love that. 
<laughs> you might great. see her on uh, Paradise. Oh my god, I would love to. I would love to. She seems so fun. She's super funny. Oh. She's super funny. Yeah. She's super amazing. <laughs> I love that you brought that up, actually. That was hilarious. Um, going back to the relationship aspect, what's been mm -hmm. the best piece of a relationship advice that you've ever given or ever received? Oh, God. Um, I feel like you have to trust yourself. And to yourself. Okay. Yeah. You have to yeah, trust to yourself. Um, there is definitely times in relationships where I have known in my heart and soul that it wasn't, you know, the heart and the brain aren't always connected. <laughs> and so you kind of really have to have to trust the heart, brain, or <laughs> right. That too. That too. We think with the wrong sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, you guys. Just being honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think definitely like trust yourself. And um, if you don't see, that person as being good for you. You need someone that always fills you up. Um, and it has to be like a real, it has to be like an equal partnership because I've definitely been in relationships where um, I've given a lot and also relationships where I've taken a lot. And so I think that there really needs to be good communication and um, you just have to know yourself and know your boundaries um, and really- no, your boundaries is huge. Yeah, huge. To wrap up the interview, Jill, like what, Again, we got to learn a lot about you in this interview. Like what else, like give us your final thoughts. What would you like all the viewers out there to know about you and what you're about? Oh God. Um, yeah, people didn't really get to see very much of me. Um, and I think that I'd like to think that I'm funny. Um, and I'd like to bring some like, you know, some happiness and some, some laughs and gaps. Um, but I also am like, I am ready and I'm looking for a relationship. Um, so yeah, I, I think I came in with the with the best intentions and I continue to, I intend on continuing to try to uh, to find my person and hopefully that'll happen. I like that. Paradise. You might oh, be. Well, we, we, are we shipping her for Paradise, Brian? Is that what we're doing right I know, now? It sounds like a campaign. <laughs> I mean, I would go, I would kick and scream the whole way, but I would go. There you go. I. Uh, I think we should have a new segment. When we have guests on, I want to like see who can come up with the dopest background. Because Jill, I love you, but you know I'm not a liar whatsoever. Mm -hmm. There's only one person that got you beat. Who? Aaron Brockovich. We had mm -hmm. her on. I mean, it's kind of unfair. She's like probably a billionaire, but <laughs> so it's a little bit unfair probably. But I'm loving your background. So something other people may not know if they're just listening to the audio version is that you do a great job. Interior decorating look nice. Yeah, definitely my cabinet of curiosity. I love to thrift. I love to fill my space with with cool, interesting things. Um, so that's important in a partner is to let me have full control over uh, anything aesthetic wise, or be I, open. I, that would be open. Be open is huge. Be uh, but Jill, before we let you go, the very last thing on talking it out, we like to do this what we call dropping that jump. So Jill, yeah. what's your jump for today? Let's hear. It. Okay, so I think my gem is going to be something that I have to tell myself all the time. And what I came into the house having to think um, was that confidence isn't about walking into a room and thinking that you're better than everybody else. It's about walking into a room and knowing you don't have to compare yourself to anybody else. Mm. You versus you. That's it. Me versus me. <laughs> that was my favorite song of 2021, Me Versus Me. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that gym. It's beautiful. It's so true. Mm -hmm. I've heard it. I've heard that gym before and I've yeah. I've talked I've said that quite often. It was used to be on my wall. So I love that gym. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that. Yeah. Thank you for that. 
And thank you for being here today. Oh my God, I had so much fun. Thank you guys. Brian, I love having Jill on. She's so funny with her little like facial reactions. I feel like she could be like an actress the way she kind of like she kind of reminds me of caitlin bristol a little bit like yeah like the side talk yeah the the side talk that's funny that's funny i like that it was it's crazy that on clayton season he has jill he has gabby some both hilarious like marlena i think she's hilarious as well you would think like season would have went completely different listen bro sense of humor i guess at the end of the day man looks are gonna fade right like yes. you need somebody like she was saying, like that banter, that sense yes. of humor. We want to keep you laughing into your 80s and 90s and hundreds. So, you know, I think she's a catch, man. I think, you know, I wish her the best of luck. You know, hopefully we see her on Paradise. She finds some love. I'm going to call it early. Right. I'm trying to think who, who can you see her with that would be on Paradise? I mean, let's let's think about it. She emotionally mature funny but, but can she, hang with her as far as the banter she's emotionally mature but she's also emotional so like a guy can't be like stupid like militant you know he has to be able to have that maturity yeah. as well I, I gotta look at like the roster i don't know i, know, I, gotta, gotta, I gotta look at the, the eligible bachelors we gotta, we gotta look at the roster but uh joe's so dope to have you on thank you so much and like the story with your father that was like crazy I didn't know that whatsoever. Would have never thought that. She thought that we knew the inside. We didn't know it at all. Uh, I did not know that. That's, yes, that's can't crazy. wait. Can't wait to see what your future has for you. But Brian, I got to hear your hot take too. Huh? Not your hot take, but you're dropping your gem. My gem. gem my gem is actually a top 10. And top 10. it's by the one and only Kobe Bryant. His 10 rules. Oh, okay. okay? His 10 rules. Get better every single day, number one. Number two, prove them wrong. Number three, work on your weaknesses. Number four, execute what you pre- execute what you practice. Excuse me. Five, learn from greatness. Six, learn from wins and losses. Seven, practice mindfulness. Eight, be ambitious. Nine, believe in your team. And number ten, learn storytelling. I agree with that. Why did why when you said those ten, all I was thinking about was uh, uh what is that game called? King of King of Cups, King King's Cup. What? What is that that game? Have you played that game before? King's Cup? It's like, it's a drinking game. Is that a a drinking drinking game? game. Okay. I haven't played like. I played Flip Cup. (laughs) Bro, I'm getting old. I haven't played a drinking game in years. Wait, King's Cup. (laughs) Is that like an actual like King's Cup? Like you get it at the end or something? No, it's like the way I play, it's always been like a a little shot glass and it's filled up with something probably nasty. And then there's a bunch of like playing cards around and every card has like a jack, for example, or an ace. Everyone's ace is pretty much the same. Ace, if you get an ace, uh, it's ace of spades. Or I don't. I forget the damn rules. I forgot the rules. But basically, bottom line, you're getting drunk. You getting drunk. Bottom line. <laughs> okay, bottom I'm line. down to play. Next time we see each other, if you want. <laughs> no, I have to give you. Uh, there's a uh, tequila. You know, tequila is my thing. It's called Abasolo. So I got to get you that tequila. Uh, bro, if you're listening, Abasolo, I, I like. Said, let's bro, do a brand just... deal. I don't know. I'm just saying it, it doesn't get any better than that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, you my 15%, my agent <laughs> fee on that one. You know, I got you, know, you, bro. I got you. <laughs> uh, but my gem for today, uh, I have, I think I've yet to come up with a gem that I read. So these are all gems that just come from that day or right there in the interview. Love that. Okay. Uh, so my gem for today is sometimes it'd be the lens of laughter to help us see the clears. Right? Uh, yeah. Like what I mean by that, think about like comedians, your favorite, I don't care who your favorite comedian is, you know, we can disagree or agree. We love comedians because, like, 
they can say some real ass stuff. And it's because of the lens of comedy, the lens of laughter. And laughter is also uh, our greatest medicine when it comes to like when we're feeling down, when we're feeling sad, it brings when we're people depressed. together. It brings people together. And so I guess my gym on us to be succinct would just be, baby, if you feeling bad, put on your favorite comedy. Or hang with people that make you laugh, right? There, there you go. Friends, there you family, go. whatever the case may be. There you go. But everybody out there, to all our listeners, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And once again, reminder time, we're casting for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. So make sure to head to bachelornation.com forward slash apply. That's bachelornation.com forward slash apply. And remember, you may find the love of your life. You never know. You, you truly never know. You never know. Or you might just be, you know, a drama queen. <laughs> and we and here on Talking Out, we might talk crap about you. Uh, but then it's at the same time, show you love. You know, we always love to hear your opinions, your stories, and your insight. So please don't forget to give us a like, follow, comment. Message us on social at Talking Out BN on Instagram. That's Talking Out B as in Bachelor, in as a Nation. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and listen to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And baby. I ain't got to tell you no more. I know you already know. Don't hit me up no more until you hit that subscribe. We love y'all.